You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you are joining me for episode 225 of the Blended Family Podcast, and I am so excited today because my husband, Sean, is here recording the show with me. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. So we just celebrated an anniversary this week. So we are four years married, 13 years together. And so that was kind of exciting, even though during the coronavirus, there wasn't much we can do. Do you want to tell everybody where we went for a romantic dinner? Oh, uh, geez. Where was, oh, Panera. Yeah. There was just so many options. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Panera. No matter everywhere we went, for whatever reason, it was curbside. You couldn't go inside. So that made it really hard. Yeah, I mean, and then we had the whole issue of coming back here to eat, but then everybody else was here. And so, yeah, we, we had a nice romantic dinner at Panera, but it was fine. There was nobody there. So uh, started back at work a couple of weeks ago. So it's definitely been busy for us. And we just kind of wanted to come on here and fill you guys in on what's been going on. I know there's been so many changes with COVID-19 over the last few months, and we've been updating you as we go along. Um, and we really feel like things might be starting to get back to normal, but then again, what is normal and who knows? So how do you feel, Sean, about everything lately? How are you, how are you dealing with it? Well, I think at first it was really exciting. I mean, as far as being able to stay home for the first time, and I don't know how long we've been just grinding it out. And that probably got old for me, uh, I'd say three days. Then I was, it was driving me crazy. I can't sit still. For you, you're used to working at the desk and stuff, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not used to sitting around. So it was hard for me. But then again, we got to train with our other company and we got to spend some quality time with the kids, actually. And it was pretty good. And uh, chasing my mom around the house, making sure that she doesn't go outside and go to Walmart like she did without us knowing about it several times. So yeah, either that we had a pretty good time. Yeah. Taking care of everybody is a job <laughs> in itself. And I know um, you were crazy at first when you would go to Walmart, you'd come home and spray down all the bags and then you'd walk through the cloud of Lysol. And, <laughs> uh, I know cause you're a germaphobe and uh, <sighs> But you were the brave one going out to the stores because you couldn't deal with being at home. And I, I got to stay here and I'm introverted a little bit. Uh, sometimes I can be. And so is our son, Shawnee. And so yeah. we've had a very easy time. But I know for the rest of them, it was crazy. Um, so I don't know what's going on all over the world. I'm, we're watching the news and we're seeing a lot of craziness happening everywhere. Whereas here in Florida, it just isn't the same. Our numbers are lower than everywhere else. And so there's a lot less strictness on what's going on. So we haven't even been needing to wear masks and we've worn them a few times. How, how do you feel about the masks, Sean? 
again, I think the first week, because we couldn't find, well, actually we couldn't find masks anywhere. And then going to the stores, you know, I was, well, we were all scared. Most of us were scared because of this situation. So it was hard for us to actually go into some of these stores without a mask. And when you can't find a mask, then you're trying to find a way to make a mask. And boy, I tell you, we we became very clever on how to make masks and stuff. So, but I wear glasses. So wearing a mask and glasses, as everyone should know, it does not work. It just steams up. You can't see where you're going. So then you end up taking off your glasses, which I did. And then can't see where I'm going. So that mask probably lasted me about a week. And then I was done with the masks. Yeah. I mean, we, we try not to wear them if we don't have to, and, and please don't send me hate emails, but um, we wear them when we are required to, but we don't really necessarily feel um, comfortable. It's, it's, I feel actually very sorry for people that have to work a long shift wearing a mask because it's very difficult to breathe in and it's um, it's hard, but it is, I'm not going to call it the new normal because I won't accept that, but that's what everyone is saying. So we might be in masks for a while. Speaking of masks, one of our best friends just made us some beautiful masks with the Blended Family logo on them. And we are going to be selling those for $15 each plus shipping. They will come in many sizes. We have toddler size, extra small, all the way up through extra large. And they are, uh, I think they're three layered. I'll have the description on the Facebook page for you guys so you can see, but they're really beautiful. Um, they've got a elastic for the ears that is adjustable and there's even the nose guard in there. So they're really, really nice. We picked those up yesterday. And so at least we were able to wear those, which was a lot better than, you know, tying a scarf around our head or whatever. So if you guys are interested in those, just check on the Facebook page. They will be up there. Um, and then contact me and we'll arrange to get those to you. And then as far as everything else, I don't know, Sean, everything seems to be kind of up and running except for what the gym. You can't wait to go back to the gym, can't you? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is... <laughs> I couldn't not want to go to the gym. I just I, I couldn't get me to the gym before this because I just had a, after doing CrossFit, it's like going to the gym is just not, it's just hard. It's hard from going from one to the other because CrossFit is, you know, you know how it is. It's a, an hour. You're getting the best workout of your life and going to the gym. Sometimes you have to wait for someone. Most of the kids are texting on phones as I'm waiting to get onto the bench. So usually going to the gym takes about two hours, but I think now I, I, took it for granted. Like I was telling you before, it's like the little things that we used to take for granted, you know, it really uh, wow, puts things in uh, perspective now, you know, oh, like yes, going yeah. to the movies, going yeah. to the movies. I, it's, we love going to the movies and it's like, you know, now we can't go. I know it's, it seems like not big problems, but it, <clears throat> it's like little things like that, going to the mall and actually all the stores being open, not just few, you know, yeah. not wearing a mask, you know? So it just, there's just, it's just different. You know, it's just, it's very strange. It does. It feels very strange. It feels very uncertain and I don't like it. I want to get back to hugging people and connecting with people and not living like this. And I know that you're all out there feeling it as well. And it's very difficult. Um, there's mm -hmm. been protests and I know that it's very, there's 50% of people, you know, really want to open things up and get things going for the economy. And then the other 50% of people don't think that we should. And Sean and I are not here today to 
um, to really talk about our opinion. Uh, we're just kind of filling you in on what's been going on with us. And, and we do know that some people are holding very, very strong opinions about what is going on. For instance, uh, on Facebook this week, we've been having some issues. I know for there was about a week of time because we, we did some researching and digging in and we don't have to get into the details here, but we kind of finally looked at some things that we never really had time to look at because we're always so busy working. And so we formed some new opinions and ideas and tried to post some of it on Facebook. And boy, did we get the wrath of some folks um, mm -hmm. just because we're posting our opinion. Right, Sean, that happened to you this week. Oh, I swear I was under attack from all my friends, you know, which is fine because they know of me being one way and now completely changing over another way. And they just can't understand how I can make such a crazy change. But like you were saying, we did a lot of research. We really dug hard and wanted to understand what was going on because obviously this isn't normal and I don't want this to happen again. And I want to be a little bit more protected and, you know, and ready to go for the next situation. So it was, uh, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that there's a lot of very, very strong emotions, uh, you know, depending, it doesn't matter which way or the other, but people are really living in a lot of fear right now, which is causing them to be very angry. Um, well, of course, very judgmental. Like I don't, I mean, mask shaming and just, all kinds of shaming for political views and opinions. And so my, well, I got off of, what were you going to say? No, I was say it, it, it also, honey, you can think about the, uh, it's not so much just my friends. Like I'm used to them, you know, as I'm not used to them coming at me politically, but having them come at me the other ways, you know, we're friends, but it's the people that were friends of their friends of their friends of their friends that just got really nasty, uh, to other people, not just me, but other people that was, you know, just on my thread talking about it. I couldn't believe that a few things that I posted, how many, there must've been like 27 or no, 20, there must've been 50 or 60 yeah. just people talking about it, you know, and then getting really nasty. So a couple of times I just, you know, just deleted the whole thread, which is ridiculous because it wasn't anything really bad. It wasn't, it's was just people turned it into to being like aggressive and, and, and nasty towards each other. So yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the whole Facebook thing too. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just bringing out the worst in everybody. Yeah. I had decided a couple of weeks ago that I was done because I can't deal with conflict at all. Like it makes me mm. so uncomfortable. So I stopped right away and then you kind of kept at it for a little bit. And then we both decided like, this is, this is draining our energy. It's not making us feel good. And you know what? We're not going to change anybody's mind. So so be it. Let let people think what they want, and we need to keep our vibration high. And so, and the last little thing I'll say about that though is, <laughs> I just don't understand when Facebook became a place to to negate and debate what other people are posting. I just don't understand that because I thought it was a place to connect and to share things with one another. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know what's happening where people are posting their own opinion and other people are just slamming them for it. So I don't know if, if you're one of those people, I would say just uh, live and let live, let people have their opinions and their thoughts and uh, let's stop bashing one another because we're all entitled to feel the way that we feel and what's right is what's right for you. And so we shouldn't be judging. So that's all I'm going to say about that. 
All right. Um, well, here's the thing. Here's well, hold on, honey. Here's the thing. Also, you got to remember, there's a lot of trolls out there. That's the ones that bother me the most. You know, they just jump on and start trolling uh, and and starting fights. Yeah. You know, on your thread. So, you know, it's just right now. I think everybody just needs to. Just, I know it sounds crazy. We all just need to love. We just need to worry about being happy and peaceful. I mean, right now, again, you know, we, you know, we didn't get our stimulus check. So for us, it's, you know, it's been hard, but you know what, if we all stay in faith and hopefully that everything works out for, you know, everything will work out for everyone as long as everybody has, I, I believe, faith. Yeah. You got to keep your vibes high. You have to keep your vibes high. Yeah. So, and that's been one of our other difficulties is mm. not keeping our vibes high, but finding energy um, and motivation and focus, which we've been feeling extremely drained. And I don't know about all of you. I think we've been asking around and it seems to be a lot of people. And I think mm. it's because we're all in this, this very large shift and it's causing us to feel exhausted. I know you are too, Sean, right? Oh yeah. I oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, if we went from working anywhere between five houses a day, then our, uh, you know, our uh, finance company. So we're, we're basically working from eight o'clock to about 10 o'clock every single day, every night. So when you're doing 60 and you just stop, you know, it's just your body wants to keep continue running. And it's just, I feel now it's just, it just, you're tired out. You just, you got, you know, there's no energy. We're not working like we used to, you know, I feel better this week since we went kind of back to work. I feel like I have a little bit more energy, you know, but it's just weird. Like we were going to bed at like two o'clock and waking up at seven o'clock, eight o'clock. It was just weird hours. It was just, just nothing was normal. So Everything's it's good. nice to have a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. It felt so good to even just like start moving our body again at work, even though it's not ultimately what we want to be doing, but it still felt good <laughs> to kind of get back to it. And it kind of helped my brain because being idle around this house for that long just didn't feel good and I have to get my body moving. I have to. And so um, I think that that is one of the biggest problems. And the more you don't move, the more tired you feel, and then the more you don't want to work out. And so that's been a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and of course we are going to be going to the doctor this week, finally, because I am still in pain from surgery. I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but um, back when I had surgery at the end of January, I was very sick, had a lot of problems, and I still haven't had a pain-free day. And then everything got quarantined. And then my doctor, my surgeon closed his practice, like completely for good. And so we've been doctor shopping and we've got some things coming up this week to kind of get me back to normal, which should really, I think, help my energy levels. Because I thought I was going to get a whole lot done during the quarantine and I just didn't. So... Yeah, I think a lot of people did. And I think a lot of people are in the same, same position. They just, you know, you feel like you're going to, like our, our, our first week we were getting up at what, seven, right? Yeah, we had <laughs> so we're going to put our, we're going to put on our outfits. We're going to just go into the office. We're going to do our, you know, we're going to be in full dress gear just to make sure that lasted about three days. We're like, no, 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 no. Cause after doing what 12 hours of zooming of meetings all day long, you, Definitely didn't feel like wearing a suit. No, so, not the yoga pants and the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's what it ended up being. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some questions that we've been saving, some listener questions that are COVID-19 related. And so we thought it would be a good time to kind of go over those. Are you ready, Sean? 
I am. Okay. So the first question that we got here says, we live out in California and have been out of work since COVID hit. We run a non-essential business. We are still expected to pay child support, but if we do, we hardly have money for us here. We're slowly drowning in debt and obligations. The kids don't seem to understand as my ex has not had to stop working. She is considered essential, not to mention her husband is already very wealthy. It hurts not to be able to provide for them here the way she does there. Wow. Well, uh, Sean and I can definitely relate in the sense of we had to close down our non-essential business as well. We shut down our cleaning business last month and we lost almost all of our income for the whole entire month. Uh, Sean, what happened with our stimulus check? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if your listeners have, know about our situation with my ex-wife, but she, uh, a long time ago, situation happened where she, she said I was in back child support. So even though my kids are living with me and I've had them for the last four years, I'm still paying her back child support, which seems a little odd. But again, I need to get a lawyer for that. But to make a long story short, the IRS gave her both of our stimulus checks, both of us, 1200 from me, 1200 from you, and she got both of them. But she will give it back to us. I called her right away, and she said she'll give it back to us. So, But apparently she hasn't received it yet, so I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what's going on with that. So, but we, so we understand, um, we, yes. <laughs> we know what it's like. We had no income coming in. We had, unfortunately, uh, and I know we're, we're the finance people that tell you to have an emergency fund, but we did have an emergency fund, but it had recently gotten drained from so many kid emergencies <laughs> over the months and all kinds of things that we've been hit with. We had a tough year. We really did. So we understand uh, what is going on. And as well for us, our both of our exes are still able to be working. They both received stimulus. They both received the stimulus for the kids. Um, we didn't get those either. And so we are in the same situation. And so um, I don't know if you have applied for the SBA loan yet. We applied, we were declined, but we applied again and we were able to mm -hmm. secure some money and I'd be happy to help anyone with that. Let you know, I think we used a company, I think it's Cross Rivers is the name and it was a very easy process. It was tedious to do the application, but the process was simple and we got it in just a few days and um, we didn't get a whole lot, but we got whatever we got was definitely, we're very grateful for. Um, so I would definitely try to uh, try to apply for an SBA. Um, and talk to your talk to your ex now. I don't know what kind of relationship you have, but I would say talk to her and find out if she would be willing to take less support during this time. And that would be very difficult if you are going through the court system because anything that you do not give, you're not going to be credited for. So um, you're definitely going to have to work that out. And I understand it's very difficult. And I would talk to your kids. I know you are upset because you feel that the kids are getting a better situation over there. But depending on how old your kids are, if they're a little bit older, I'm sure that they understand the situation if you explain it to them. And they will know that this is out of your control and you just have to cut some corners. Um, and I would look to your, your companies. I would call every single one of your bills. I know Sean's been doing it as well as I have. We've been calling. Um, I know one of the companies, and this is just, we're not getting paid anything, not a sponsor, but Marcus. 
I love Marcus. We have a loan with Marcus as well as we have a savings plan with them. And we called them several times to defer the payment. They were so, what did they tell you, Sean? They were, I, I'm glad, you know what? The funny thing is I was just going to say something about Marcus. They really are. They, uh, every time I called them, they are the sweetest people. They're like, no problem. We get it. We'll just tack it on at the end of the, uh, the loan. It's fine. No big deal. I mean, every single time they're the sweetest people and never a problem. So and they really are they, fantastic to work with. Yeah. So if you haven't already do this for your car, do it for your utilities, all of the companies that you do business with, call them definitely your credit cards. Um, and then of course there are food banks out there in your area that can help. And I understand and our hearts go out to you. We do understand that this is very, very difficult. Um, and just speaking to that for anybody really listening and I'm not, we're not trying to plug ourselves, but, uh, our company is expanding into every state. And so if you are out of work and if you are in need of making some extra money to pull you through this hurdle, definitely reach out to us. We have uh, a way of maybe getting you into our referral program, which means that um, you get referred, you know, just to refer us, you'd get commission on that. And so we can definitely talk about that another time. Just message me. For that, Sean, do you have anything else to say about people, uh, this this family that um, doesn't know how to deal with the situation that his ex is doing better financially than he is? Well, it's basically what we're going through right now. So it's, you know, the only thing you can do is just, I guess, keep communications open with her and hopefully, like the same, hopefully that we'll get, you know, sure, my ex-wife will give us back our summons check. So there's, you know, it's, I know that's out of, out of out of their hands, I guess. Yeah, it's just tough. But you just need to stay positive. This is not going to be forever. This is just no. a little bit longer. So just hang in there, um, okay? And we'll get to the next question. By the way, uh, to that first first question, you are not alone. There are so 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 many people, not just in this country, but all over the world, that are suffering too. And so I just want you to know that. Okay, the second question. And this is funny, I, I kind of pulled from all my questions and I kind of touched on the topics that I know you guys are struggling with the most. So this one's about school. And I know that this is a big problem for so many parents. And I, I am so thankful that our kids are older. I know we talk about this all the time, but let me read the question. School has become a nightmare in my home. I have elementary age children as well as high school. I can't get my high schoolers to take it seriously. And my young kids have a hard time focusing in a home setting. I'm about to pull out my hair or simply give up. How can I do a better job at this? So, well, <laughs> we do have one kid that is having a lot of issues. I've talked about on the show. She calls crying every week and she honestly, she gave up. And I know that a lot of people might say that we are bad parents for allowing her to give up on this. But the way we feel is this is she has to learn and she's going to have to take responsibility for this. Sean, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, as far as with Nikki, yes, I, I understand that, that they're not used to, I mean, let's face it, at, in school, they do most of their work. And if they don't do well, they get about a thousand times to, to redo it, which at, at home now, 
it's their attention span. It's somewhere else. Again, how we were off with our sleep, going to bed two, three o'clock in the morning, getting up. So were they, because they're, they're used to time. They're used to, you know, following a certain structure and, and that was ripped away from them, all the kids and then put them on a computer, which it took, what I think it took like two weeks before they even were able to even get the computer. So you're talking these, the kids were out of focus out of school for two weeks before even getting the computers. And I don't know anywhere else, but in Florida, it was really hard for some of these kids to even get online. Like the computers were breaking, the systems fell. I mean, it was just horrible over here. It was horrible. I don't know what, like anywhere else if they had problems, but I really do feel bad for the kids that, uh, that are having to take it at home or having to finish school at home that have a hard time with the attention span, you know, of being at home. They, a lot of kids don't learn that way. And I know my daughter doesn't learn that way either, but it became a battle that I didn't want to fight with her every day because I wasn't, well, first of all, she doesn't live here. She lives with her dad. And so for us, uh, her not physically being here almost makes it impossible. And we tried with the phone calls and we tried with the emails, but at the end of the day, we decided that this has got to be up to her. And if she ends up failing this, uh, it's not that we want that for her, but you, you know, so you can lead a child to the computer, but you can't make them do the work. And that's what it got with, with her. And I know Sean, you agree with kind of having the kids take responsibilities for their own stuff, right? I completely agree. Uh, this is the way they learn because they're not actually being taught that in school. You know, uh, knowing now to see when my kids come home and they get like, uh, this is probably going back a year ago when, probably about a year ago when Madison was at Vieira at her high school and she turned in half her work and got, and got like almost full credit and then she was able to redo it until she got it done which if you guys are my age that never happened if you got a bad grade you got a bad grade that was it so you know it's, it's just hard for these kids but I tell you what I want to say is that I guess now we were all I mean I have always have because I have teachers in my family but give these teachers so much credit for having so these much, kids all year long I, you, you know they they truly do not get paid enough and moms you know again I, I i just worship you guys you guys not only do you have to do your motherly duties as being moms but then you had to be a teacher too so it's like now you guys never get a chance to stop so and and you dads do it too i i do it with you guys but you know well usually it's usually it's the moms that are there so it is. It is. It's been very hard for, for just parents all around that are trying to work and provide for their family and work from oh, home. Yeah. You know, it's a nightmare. And so, but I feel like I veered us off of the question just a little bit. And so to answer this listener's question, um, to know, yes, you aren't alone as well as what I said for the first listener, because we are all in this together. Um, as you can see, we're going through it with our own kids or our own child. Um, but I would tell you to create a schedule and some structure for the kids, I know that that is hard to do, but kids thrive on structure. So I'd make sure that you do that. We were, uh, at least when we were gung-ho in the beginning of the quarantine, we had a schedule. And so I would do that. And I would try, since you have the high schoolers and the younger kids, I would maybe try to stagger their schedule. I don't know about you, but our kids and a lot of their friends all seem to be staying up all night long and doing mm -hmm. sleeping during the day. And this isn't something that we wanted. It's just something that seems to happen on its own. And then we 
asked around and it seems to be happening everywhere. And so again, that could be just a Florida thing. I don't know, but uh, if they're going to do that, then that might be a good time to, to kind of separate them, have the younger kids do their school during the day, have the older kids do it at night or in the afternoon, late afternoon when they finally get up out of bed. Um, and just to remember that this is temporary. I know some people are done here in Florida. They were so excited. They got done a week ago. Uh, there's other schools that should be finishing up in a few weeks. And, um, and yeah, like Sean said, a special huge thank you to all of the teachers, because I think after this quarantine, I think you will be appreciated so, so much more if you are a teacher. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. And so, and I, the last thing I would say about that, um, if you have young children going through the school thing is parents need a break too. And so make sure as a parent, you are getting your break from it, uh, doing something that you need to decompress and not feel like you're being a teacher all day as well as a mom, because I don't know how you do it. And I love you all so much for having to do it. Okay. We are on to our next question. This one says, help. Since lockdown, there has been so much tension in the house. Everyone is just arguing all the time. And I find myself just hiding in the bathroom. I don't know how much longer we can do this. I'm losing my mind. And so that question just makes me laugh so much because Sean and I are each locked in our bathrooms right now recording this. <laughs> So I just think that that's really funny because that's where we, do you know how many times we lock ourselves in our bathrooms to get away? Don't you, Sean? Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where the kid, and then, you know, when they were younger, they would just walk on it. <laughs> so it's like now that they're older, they give me a little bit more, uh, you know, space, but you know, it's really hard. Everybody being on top of each other, like, like the, 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 what the question was, is that I would say try to maybe exercise, uh, get the kids out exercising because again, they're used to walking around, talking to their friends, doing this, doing that. So I think that if everybody would just be a little bit more normal, normalcy, and maybe everybody just got to do their own thing, get out of the house a little bit. I know that's what we did. We had to get out of the house and we just go for a drive. That made a lot, a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, that's a really good point, Sean. Exercise is crucial for getting people to lift out of moods. Unfortunately, not everybody wants to exercise, but you know what? Sometimes you can get your family to do something if it's fun. So you can go outside for a game of tag or mm -hmm. you can just have a dance party inside the house. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's still considered exercise, but they don't know that. And it kind of gets everybody up and moving and gets some of those some of those negative energies out of the body because I really they really stay stagnant in the body. You've got to exercise to get that stuff out. Um, and then also I would say meditation is huge. I know that we've been trying, we are not as good as we should be at it. We really would love to have a goal to meditate every day. Um, Sean, you, you do though, kind of, don't you, you meditate a lot. I've recently have been, yes, it, uh, it really does help with, relaxing your emotions, uh, dealing with everything that's been going on. I, uh, I'll come in probably into my closet, just close the door and, and just, I got this really nice little, um, I don't I, I don't know what this sounds, but it's just, it's very peaceful. And I tell you, I'll, I'm sitting in here and I used to have the hardest time trying to meditate, but lately it's just been a lot easier. I just start focusing on like something and just, I'll just drift off for a little while and I'll realize that my mind has been clear. And then probably like 10 minutes 
after that, I feel so much better, so much more relaxed. I can deal with problems simply a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I know you even meditate in the shower because, you know, what some people don't realize is meditation doesn't need to be this serious thing where you have to, I mean, yes, you should have a nice little space for yourself and it's nice to put on music and light some candles and incense. But if you can't do that, you could just take two minutes of being silent somewhere that's still considered meditation because you really just need to clear your mind. It's hard being at home when you are used to being separated from people and now everyone is on top of each other. You have to create times, I think, to be together, but you also have to create times to be apart and to do your own thing. And um, so I think that that's another tip that I would say definitely um, you don't have to have every meal together if it's getting crazy, but still try to do maybe one or two nights a week that you are eating together, if not every night. Um, we definitely don't do that here. We don't have, we, we never really did. Our family never did that, but, um, but we give each other space. And I think that that's a really big thing is, and we, we have a small home. We don't have a huge home. Um, not everybody has their own room, but everyone still understands that we need to give each other space. I mean, you know, sometimes we all leave the house so that our son can record. He records music here. And usually he's used to us going out and working during the day. So he's got some time when we're gone. And now we've all been here. And so we've tried to make special arrangements for him. Um, I think that that's been really helpful. So you just got to kind of like, I don't know, help one another out and, and give each other some space. Um, and then to do some things together, like maybe... Have family game night. Sean, what did we play? We played a game with the kids the other night. Oh, we did um, Cards Against Humanity. Yes. The other night. And we didn't have all the kids. We had a couple of them. And we laughed so hard. It was so fun, right? It was. It was fun. It was nice to have, you know, the, well, I guess it would be the younger ones, Madison and Nikki. Yeah. And I tell you, sitting at the table, it just brought back you know, old memories of when they were younger. And I tell you, we, we really did. We laughed so hard. Sometimes I didn't understand what you three were laughing at, but I, I, I try you guys have your own little language, but it was funny. It was funny watching you, watch you three, but yeah, it, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. And so I think if you can, I know it's hard and I know there's a lot of tension, but if you can try to remember that, um, this is a special time and we don't, we probably, and hopefully we'll never have this, something like this happen again, but, um, and it is almost over, but try to cherish the family time that you have because our children do have tendencies to drive us crazy on a daily basis, but it's still special having them here with us and being able to have moments that maybe we wouldn't have had before where life was so crazy and chaotic and we didn't have it. And so, um, you know how I always shift perspective a little bit. And so I know that it's hard and frustrating, but just try to remember that um, you can find something beautiful in that. Um, and then the last thing I would say to this listener is maybe try to do date night. And I know date night, you can't really go anywhere. So it's hard, but um, you can still go somewhere, right? You can. You can go on a drive and like go somewhere where nobody is and set out a picnic. Maybe you can find um, someplace. I don't know. I mean, here for us, the beaches are open again and we can find places to go quietly away from other people. But it's just important to have time with your partner, I think, because 
Um, it is hard being around family so much, but, and your partner too. So Sean and I, we have it a little bit differently than most people because we work together already. And so for us, this quarantine wasn't painful because we already are together all the time. So um, <laughs> I, I didn't really notice, it, except that we're not working now, which is really nice. We're able to spend time together not working, but we didn't have difficulties. And so I would say if you're fighting with your partner, you need date night more than anything. So um, can, you, can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. To the to these uh to this couple, I would I would say. Now, I don't know how they feel about TikTok, but that's that's it's funny. We we we'll sit around with the kids and laugh our butts off watching TikTok. I you know. So maybe maybe for these people, maybe sitting around watching something or making their own little TikTok, something that that they just some kind of fun. You know, that's a great idea. Do a family TikTok. Yeah, family TikTok, something fun. If yeah. our blended family listeners out there, I'm just thinking of this now. If your family is <laughs> on TikTok. Please let us know. Come in the Facebook group. Let's share your TikTok videos so we can all support one another. And that would be a really fun thing to do. We have not created, we are on TikTok, but we haven't created any family videos together yet. We're thinking of um, doing some with grandma because grandma cracks us up. As most of you listening, if you're new, if you're a new listener, uh, Sean's mom has been living with us forever. And she's quite funny. She's a little character. And so we were thinking of making a TikTok that stars her. So I will let you know if we do that because it'll be really funny. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so yeah, so like we said, exercise, meditate, date night, try to do some fun things together and definitely give uh, one another some space. And um, you will make it through, I promise. All right, and we are on to the last question here. This listener says, it has been terrible for us figuring out what to do with visitations. We have a large blended family. We have five kids, and each of our exes are remarried, and those partners have kids as well. So in total, between all of us, there are 10 kids. How are we supposed to quarantine properly when there are so many people involved? We're trying to stick to our regular schedule, but it is getting insanely difficult to manage all of this. Okay, that is a great question and something that we really, I mm-hmm. know that at the beginning, we questioned that. We were like, gosh, what are we supposed to do? Because we're being careful, but we don't know what's going on at the other houses. And then I found out that um, my daughter at her dad's was allowed to have her boyfriend over. And then, of course, her stepmom is a nurse. And so she's, you know, she's been out in the work field. And so, I think when it comes to situations like this, right, we're trying to control how many people we're all coming into contact with, but it is really hard to do in a blended family. It's almost, I would dare say, almost impossible. What do you think, Sean, about that? Yeah, absolutely. There's no way. I mean, I don't want to shoot it down, but, uh, you know, we... Our family, I don't know if it's that we do take this very, very seriously. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It's just, I don't know. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You know, it, over at your ex-husband's house, you know, they let the kids come over and the, their boyfriends and stuff. And, and our oldest one was driving around a lot and hanging out with people, you know. So it's just like, you. what do you do? You just don't see your kids for months? Or you just take a chance and hopefully that, that you know, everything's going to be okay. I mean, I, I don't. 
in Brevard County alone, I mean, that's what I guess it makes it easier known that living in Brevard County, there's hardly that many cases compared to how many people that live here. So, you know, but obviously when the girls will come over, we'll strip them down at the front, you know, take their clothes, put in the wash and do whatever we possibly can. But I mean, we've been blessed. We haven't had a problem at all. You know, even with my mom trying to sneak out ever so often, trying to go to Walmart, we we were able to keep it pretty healthy around here. So I guess you just take your chance. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. You just got either not see them or you guys take your chances. And hopefully, you know, if you do start to feel sick, then, you know, make sure that child doesn't go over then. I mean, because it's already, you know, at that one house. So that's the only thing I would say that would be. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think that it would help at all. There's no rule book for this. No, absolutely so, not. No, but I mean, I would say just like when the kids used to come down with the flu, I mean, we, we would treat mm. it the same way. It's like, if you're sick and you have the flu, let's wait a couple of days to have you come over here. And so you're not contagious anymore. Um, let's, you know, but we would never stop the kids from coming over during flu season for fear that we would spread it if they didn't have it. And so that's what I think the big difference is here is this, whole like before anybody even has it we're we're being so cautious and that's okay but i think that it's really difficult to do with a blended family and i think that when we're trying to talk about quarantining families it's very they, they didn't make these rules for blended families right because it's not the same it's just not the same and we can't expect one parent to take all of the visitation and the other parent to have none that's not going to work. And so the good news is I don't think this is going to be going on for much longer. Um, I think that we are coming out of this now. So that's good. And there really is no easy answer. You know, um, you can also go back and listen to an episode I did with Carrie Hartman. It was number 220. And we talked a little bit about this on that episode as well. But it's just so hard to track when there's so many people and then you don't know where they're going and who those people have been in contact with. And it's almost, it's just too much. Um, and it's too long of a time to keep your family separated. And so I would say um, one of the good things to do, if you are getting, this is to the, the person who called in, because I know in your blended family, you have, you know, the 10 kids in between all of you. And so I don't know what your relationship is like together, but if you could, I would say get all all six parents together um, on a meeting, whether it's over Zoom or in person, and just kind of discuss how you can all work together to keep this as safe as possible and discuss what your practices are and what you'll do. Um, but really, and, and if you can't, you can't. I mean, I, everybody kind of knows what we should be doing right now. We, we're supposed to be practicing social distancing. We're supposed to be wearing a mask when necessary. But I would tell you, if you're in the same home, you know, have separate towels for everybody. Maybe have everybody a different towel with a different color so they know which one is theirs. Obviously, no sharing of drinks. I know that um, in our house, you know, we have empty water bottles and we have a couple of kids here that are like, I don't care whose it is, I'll just drink it. Well, let's not do that. It's really gross, I know, but we have some kids that don't care. So um, what I would say is put names on the water bottles or the cups so that way there's no sharing of the drinks, making sure that you keep the toothbrushes separate. Um, I never really understood when everyone has them all in one cup touching one another anyway. So try to keep the toothbrushes separate, things like that. But that's probably all that you can do. I, I think that it's really hard to expect to have kids stay away from their parents for so long. Now, 
that goes for just traditional regular situations. I am not talking about if somebody is working in the medical field. Obviously, you know who you are. If you're working in a situation where you are very, very um, much around COVID and you can bring it home to your family to high risk people, don't don't do that. Obviously, um, so. So that's all I have to say about that. I feel like Sean and I have been rambling a little bit. Um, so we, we tend to do that when we get together. So we will close it up. And in closing, I will say we are living in uncertain times. So, and I've said this before, I will say it again, just practice patience with your loved ones, even those that you don't agree with. Because you know what? We are all on our own journey right now. And this time that we've had, and hopefully this has happened for you. I know it's happened for us. It's given us a great time to reflect on what we like in our life, what we don't like in our life, what we need to change. And I hope that it's bringing up some of that stuff in you too, because it's very, very normal. Um, but remember that we're all going through that. So if you're going through that, so is the next person. And so I would just say that you need to just don't judge others for how they're moving through this space. Allow them to just find their way through it. Um, Sean, what is your advice? Because you seem to keep a very positive attitude for the most part until you're on the road. But other than driving, you seem to be very positive. So what is your advice to families that are um, just having a hard time with the whole COVID situation? Well, I would say for me personally, because I'm, I don't know, people out there like me that can't sit still, you know, me sitting idle for too long, uh, it's just not a good thing for me. I just get more lazy and then I get grouchy because I don't like sitting still, maybe go for walks, uh, meditate. I know meditation, it really does work. Even if you have a couple seconds, a couple of minutes, just to meditate on something, just meditate. It does help bring things a little bit more in perspective. And I would say, don't take things so much as serious anymore. I just, I don't, lately I just been really staying calm. I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. You know, I've told you this before. I, I don't know why I just, I'm not stressing about anything. I feel like there's this crazy shift happening and I feel like, you know, regardless, you know, things aren't back to normal yet. So we can only do what we can do to keep things moving. But I've always told you, Melissa, I said before, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I think for us, this is a this is a good change. Even though it's hurting financially, it's a good change. Yeah, and, and for for everyone, you can always find the silver lining, and even though it's difficult, um, you can always find something magical that is happening uh, if you allow it to. And so that's what we want to leave you with. I know that we've been doing a lot of COVID shows, uh, but that is what's happening right now. And so we hope that's soon a thing of the past. But for right now. That's what our blended families need. So please share the show, give us a rating, review the show so that other people can find us. Um, if you have topics that you would like us to cover in the future, please send them to us. We are open to that. You can send us all of your feedback, topic ideas, whatever, to melissa at theblendedfamilypodcast.com. Actually, not, not the word the, just melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. The links are always in the show notes for you. Please subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, anybody who subscribes is automatically entered in to our monthly giveaways. So you can get that at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. And uh, also don't forget your financial needs during this time. We can help you, whether it's 
life insurance, investment accounts, retirement accounts, rollovers, just even overall basic knowledge. We can give you a roadmap for your future and all of our financial coaching actually is free. So make sure that you take advantage of that as well as blended family coaching. Our prices for that are going up um, at the end of the month. So you only have a few more days if you want to take advantage of the special coaching. And so if you want to sign up for any of that, it is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. And so make sure if you're signing up for the coaching for the finances, you will, you'll see their free financial review. Make sure that you click that one for that. So Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are so very welcome. I love when you're here. And so we definitely need to have you back more and thank you for listening to all of you. And we will be back soon with another show. Love you so much. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.